When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much time till we're on? We're on, What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Uh, hello, welcome to uh, Sports Day. It is a Tuesday night edition. Uh, before we get into it, though, uh, we're just watching some old rugby league, rugby league action from 2003, South Sydney versus Brisbane. How about this game, Sats? It's the year South ran last. Second year back into the game. Yeah, they were, on paper, they didn't have a bad side, but they weren't a great side on field. Now, Big Fletchy Boy had gone from... Winning a comp in 2002 at the Roosters over to South for the first year. And, yeah, this is a game against the Broncos where they're going to win this game for all money and upset, one of the big upsets. And Gordy Tallis rips the ball out of the arms of Paul Stringer with like three seconds to go. And I think I think Tatey scores in the in the northwestern corner, yeah. So. But wasn't Stringer injured? Didn't he cop some friendly fire? <laughs> yeah. Oh. From one bear's head. Yeah. Oh do you, yeah. Do you want to tell us the story? Oh, we just watching the we just watching this game, and I just text Fletch actually, um, and he just texts me back. He says, "Is this the game where String loses the ball with four seconds to go?" <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but uh, there's, a, there's just before half time, and Broncos <laughs> drop the ball. They knock it on about ten meters out from South's line, while they're attacking South's line, and as the ball hits the ground, the ref calls knock on. Fletch turns around to try and be the experienced player. Waste time. Waste time. Kick yeah. the ball over the dead ball line. They've got to go chase the ball. Yeah. Okay? So he kicks the ball. <laughs> it hits Paul Stringer in the guts. Oh. And then Paul Stringer tries to jump out of the way. He goes, oh, you know, experienced players trying to kick the ball over the dead ball line. Fletch kicks it again, and it hits him straight in the plums. <laughs> it's, oh, so funny. Well done. Welcome to what the you, show. I love watching Mate, these, these old, old games. These great. old games. How young is Ashley Harrison? In this, what is he, 22? Yeah, he won a comp in 2000 with the Broncos three years before. I think he was only 19 at that stage. He was a tremendous player, Ash Harrison, he was. Hey, just a side note, what about the hair on Fletch? Obviously, South weren't paying him much. Mm. The rumours mustn't be true. Like, didn't he get a haircut that year? Yeah, he's... Uh, he just like a... Looks, looks like a wig, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It does. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, all of those listening through the um, uh, Super Radio Network, great to have you on board tonight. Our SCN listeners across the entire SCN network, including 11.70 in Sydney, 6.93am in Brizzy, uh, SCN Track Network, uh, SCNZ listeners in New Zealand. By the way, SCNZ listeners, stand by in about 20 minutes' time. Your CEO, the Warriors CEO, Cameron George, will be joining us on the show and... Um, we're going to ask him. I want to get to the bottom of this Kurt Capewell thing. Yeah, go I'm straight sick to of the, the rumors. Oh, yeah. yeah, 
And I, I want to. He's pretty good with us. There's so much to talk to him about, which is Adam Fanua Blake, of course. RTS. Uh, Roger Tuivasa Sheck as well. Yeah, there's plenty going on over there. So we'll see how far this deal with Kurt Kate will possibly how mm. how far advanced it is. So we'll have a chat to him. Uh, real soon and hello to all those uh, listeners through the SCN app if you haven't downloaded that yet uh, just go to uh, the app store or is that where it goes you go to the app store yep because I'm an Android user yeah app or Google Play yep and make sure you catch every BBL game this year live on the SCN app and also through your SCN stations that starts Thursday I know Uh, hello to our uh, well, they've been long-time partners of the show, but jumped on board again, Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers, of course, World Gym Australia, and the all-electric Kia EV9. Want to get involved in the show? 0457 736 736 is our text number. Double eight double three in New Zealand, or 1300-01-1170 is our telephone number. You can find us on the socials, TikTok, Sports Day SEN, Instagram, SCNQ, Twitter, Sports Day, NSW. Now, you wanted in here to the studio this afternoon, Woogie, and you're limping. <laughs> you look like you're sore. Oh, my boobs are sore. So then I just said to you, what, why are you sore? Why are you so ginger for? Well, you went to the gym. Can I, Bruce? Ian Healy's put me onto a great gym Yeah, it's called Keezer. Yep. And it's more about... It's, you, cha-ching. Have you got that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you got that but who gets the ka-ching? Because I've... <laughs> Ian Healy probably. I don't know where it is. It's moved. But, um, yeah, well. The... Brown paper bags. <laughs> Roosters. <laughs> I love that. Is that very Cheech and Chong? It is a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so I've gone to the, I had to do my strength test today. Okay. And it's, so that's, what, that's, the, that's the base of your program, right? So it's all weights and movement and stuff like that. The, the, the heavily pregnant lass mm-hmm. who is, Who's got a smaller stomach than me? She was the gym instructor. She was the instructor today. Okay, yeah. She goes, um, all right, you got to really push hard <laughs> and we'll set, you we'll set your strength. <laughs> and she goes, yes. And she, uh, she goes, are you, are you, um, you got to push. Are you a male? I'm no. going, yes. I go, I am. And I did my hammy again. So, so, so out of all this strength so, testing, so that's your base. What did the report come back and I, say? I'm, I'm in the bottom ten and five percent of anyone who's been through there, and my profile is that of a seventy-eight year old woman. Your pronoun was yeah. it? Your, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Seventy what? I'm like a seventy-eight year old woman. Can't do metaphors. <laughs> oh, it's embarrassment. That's funny. So I've done my hemi. Mm. And and I've got to somehow try and recover. But, hey, I'm there. I'm there. Hey, you know what I'm excited about tonight? What's that? This new segment. It's never been used before. Well, we did it years ago with Badge. Remember we used to do this years ago? Like, remember when COVID was on? We were just trying to make up stuff because there was no sport. Badge never wanted to be involved. Badge never wanted to be involved in anything that moved his cheese. Yeah. So if we did anything, okay, come on, Badge. Lucille Ball. Is she? And, and he'd say, well, I'm not playing. <laughs> he checked out by then, didn't he? He checked out. This is three years before he left. It's about but, a caravan. But the thing is, but Sats would give it a, like Sats would, tr- you try anything. Yeah. Badge goes, I don't know. <laughs> Remember, I tell this story all the time. You were on holidays. It was me and him last January. 
a month out from him going, and I'm talking away like this one night, and I'm getting nothing from him. I'm going, what are you doing? He goes, I know exactly what you're doing. Oh, I can't believe how expensive flights out of Bali. I go, mate, you know we're on a show. He goes, yeah, but well, yeah, they're going up. Okay, can you check? You do nothing all day. Just We're not flight center. <laughs> Just... I miss him. I really do miss him. Uh, uh, that's coming up later. Well, he's here more than Rat. We know that. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. So that's coming up a little later on tonight. Uh, have you had a run with the Maltese slice or something? No, I, I've just got to say to the listeners, I made a Maltese slice the other day. No baking. Yep. Hut. I made a Maltese slice. It is the best dessert slice I've ever tasted. But what, what do you mean? It's just, that's, a, that's not a dessert. No, well, no, the slice itself, the way that it's made. It's is, not a, that's the snack. It's not a snack. For yeah. you, it may be a snack. It's not a dessert. For many, it's a dessert. So what, obviously, it's just got Maltesers. No, no, no. It's got... Scotch finger biscuits. It's got uh, it's got Maltesers. It's got melted milk chocolate as well. Well, that's baking. It's got, it's got yeah. Well, it's, it is baking, which baking can be a dessert. Once heat is added. Yeah. No, no heat. Well, no how'd you heat. melt the chocolate? Oh no, microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I've got to say, Malteser slice, listeners, if you want the recipe, I'm going to put it up on our socials. Are we going to do a sports day bake sale? Satz's Maltese slice. My wife, who is just addicted to anything that's baking. Yeah. Okay. She said it's the best slice she's ever had. Oh, she's, mate. I'm she says this all the time. Mm. She does that to be nice. How is she going? She's been sick. No, she's still crook. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Text from Michael. Uh... Oh, no, this is about... Uh, Adam oh, from right. Blake. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. Kurt Capewell. He can't yeah. possibly go to the Warriors. He doesn't have a hyphenated surname. Good point. So it can be Cape slash well. Ah, uh, yes. Right, mm. I got it now. Uh, Satsum Woogie, just on the 2003 Rabbitohs-Broncos clash, spare a thought for poor old Paul Langmack. With the Rabbitohs about to pull off the upset of the year against the Roosters <laughs> yes. with seconds left uh, on the clock, uh, Langmap was making his way down to the dressing room sheds at the old SFS, popped the champagne bottle, ready to celebrate, waiting for his trips to ascend into the sheds victorious, only for SCN's Brian Fletcher to inform Langers that with 35 seconds left, Gordon Teller stripped the ball yeah. from Paul Stringer. That was that game there, not yeah. against the Roo- That was against this one here. Against the Bronx. The Bronx, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah incredible. Hey, uh, what else is coming up? To- oh, the Great Australian Debate. What are we doing there? It, it, tonight we're going to talk about sport, mm. whether it should be played in Australia on Christmas Day. Okay. Now, there is NBL. Yeah. Like of, what they've done. Of an, I do too because mm. you've had your day, you've stuffed yourself stupid, yep. and then you can sit down about 5 o'clock mm. and watch a couple of games of NBL because most people will sleep by then anyway. Exactly. It's coma, it's coma sport. Food I love it. Sport. I love it. Are you a fan of it? Uh, let us know. 0457 736 736. The Americans do it well. Yeah. They'll have NFL and they'll have NBA on Christmas Day. It's more, I guess, probably more traditional for them to do it, but we've never done it in Australia. Well, apparently, and, and Daddy was telling me this earlier, we used to play, t- I didn't know this, test cricket back in the 50s on, a, on Christmas Day. Really? Mm. What? I didn't realise that. I'm not for it. Oh, look. I'm not. No, cricket would be. No, you wouldn't see a lot of the cricket because you're obviously celebrating and entertaining throughout the day. You might see the last 
probably two or three hours. It, look, I love seeing the background noise. Yeah, on I know. Christmas Day. But I love sitting down to watch the rain in Melbourne on Boxing Day in my new shorts, leftover ham sandwiches. New pair of double pluggers. Yeah. Yeah. New undies. Mm. I love that. Well, you've got to wash the undies before you wear them. Mm. You know that, don't you? That's a rule. Because people have tried them on. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever taken them back after trying them on? No, never. Haven't you? No, just hand them on to someone else. To what? To Jack. Jack, maybe. Jack, if you get Same DNA. Jack, I know you're listening to this tomorrow. No, he's texting me right now, actually. He said, how good's the riff? 42 degrees on Saturday. Oh, is it? What's he, why Why do you get a random text from your son about the riff on Saturday? That's no, disruptive. Can you tell him to talk to you after the show? <laughs> You're turning into badge. <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about dead or alive. Uh, do you want to see Do you want to see sport on Christmas Day? I don't for one reason. I do, but only it'd only be selective. It can't be a sport <clears throat> that goes longer than an hour and a half. But what about all the people at work around sport, right? Yeah. Who, um, like venue staff and all that, they deserve a day off. Mm. Catering people, they deserve it. What are you laughing at? Rooster Muzz. He's, I love Rooster Muzz. He's just always off the bit. He says, Woogie, was your strength test like Homer Simpson's? I refer to when he got shot in the gut to the cannon. <laughs> that wasn't like that at all. <laughs> Same th- result. Can I just say, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty modest, right? Mm. You know that. Yeah. I was getting perved on today. By? This chick. And first, I think she was there with her husband. Firstly, you can't say chick. Well, this, this female. Female. This she, her. She just kept smiling at me all the time. Mm. <laughs> What's that mean? She, there is a rumour going around, she said to her husband, I've never seen that much hail damage in my life since my Cortina. No, if there's a, if the, our female listeners, all six of you, 0457 mm. 736 736, if there's a lady... Is it the better halves, the Cougars, Glens Angels, Fine Legs? Fine Legs. Or Model Citizen? No, it's Fine Legs. Fine Legs. Okay. That, that came from one of them in the group. Yeah, true. It was from Jaleesa Apps. Yeah. So one of you, and it, who, who, what's her name? Rita the meat eater, uh, Man Eater. If we can get Rita to weigh in on this as well. Mm. I'm in the gym today, right? Mm. I'm working out, and um, I've got a, a female yep. smiling at me the whole time. Yep. Should I get nervous? Have you seen the note that's just come through from Daddy? No. Have a look. Can we get into some TV rights deal and news? What's TV rights deal? Ah, it's this thing, Amazon Prime. Have you heard about this? Let's do it for the good oil for Cobram Estate. Australia's uh, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. I do want our female input on this, though. 0457 736 736. Why would she be smiling at you? Or double eight double three. Yeah, why... Is there a married female in the gym smiling at me? Yeah. Well, I can't answer that because I th- probably think she needs professional help, firstly. But, you can't uh, say that. Mm. What do you reckon about the TV deal? So Amazon Prime have, well, done, not... have done a deal with the ICC yep. uh, to, to carry in Australia all ICC matches mm. for the next four years. So that means your World Cups your test championship, uh, the champions competition with the top eight um, ODI teams in the world, all of that now will be on Amazon Prime in Australia from January next year. Okay. I, I think it's 
ridiculous. Will it then be behind behind, it's a pay, behind a paywall? Another paywall, but like you know, like a stand, for example. You want to watch um, <clears throat> yeah, the rugby, for example. Yeah. Will you be a member of Stan, which I am? Right. But then you have to pay another another payment to get behind the firewall to watch the the coverage. I, I'd imagine because they've done a deal with I think Bay and Sport. Mm. Where you got to pay like fourteen dollars a month mm. to get access to that, but the point here is they're going to lose the casual viewer. Now these these aren't cricket Australia matches. This is ICC stuff. So all your World Cups. Yep. The the good thing about it having on and I know KO is a paywall, right? But KO has lots of sports, so you can stumble upon the cricket and go, oh, I'm going to watch that because at the moment, for example, the basketball's not on, so I'm going to watch some cricket. Mm. So you, you get the casual viewer. This will be okay for the fans of cricket, but they're going to lose a lot of – ICC are going to lose a lot of eyes because you're not going to get the casual viewer paying whatever it is to watch countries play. This is only in Australia. Behind a pay- Well, no, it's around the world, but in Australia it's Amazon Prime. I know that we're one of the better teams, one of the top three teams in all formats across, across the uh, – the cricketing landscape, but as long as they're getting the subcontinent and the numbers there, I would think that would be their... But it's going to affect the growth of the game. How good was that 50-over World Cup we just saw? Yeah. Yes, it went for eight months, Mm. but it was an outstanding competition. We won. Mm. Guess what? You're not going to see that from next year. Would you not see the Australian Games? I... Because I, I really didn't care about the other games. I, you may. I'm not sure. I've got to look into it further because we obviously have anti-siphoning laws in Australia where Australian matches need to be on free-to-air. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I, but I don't know I don't that. I care in, about the other games. I think that's only when in relation to Cricket Australia. Mm. I don't think that's in relation to ICC. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if I can see the Australian games free-to-air still, well, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. What do you think, listener? If okay. I... If I if, Pakistan are playing India. I'll just watch the highlights the next no, day. That's fine, right? But the cricket purists will watch that, right? And they'll pay for it. Mm. But I'm more worried about the casual viewer. 0457 736 736. Your thoughts on that? Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Got to go to a break, Sats. Because standing by is the CEO of the Warriors, Cameron George, joins us next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. For the win, Sean Johnson! Nails it for the Warriors! Oh, yes. Uh, Great moment for the Warriors last year. I thought when we had a Cameron George play on, I thought we are going to have like uh, some vision of him running down the sideline or scoring a try for the Casino Cougars. Yeah, yeah. As the Greyhounds run around the <laughs> yeah. rugby league track. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not to be, though. The CEO of the uh, Warriors joining us now, Cameron George. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Chess. I uh, hope you're both well over there in the sunshine, enjoying the heat. Now, not, I think we are. We certainly are. I tell you what, it is bloody hot. Uh, not a lot of people know, though, that you are, yeah, of course, the CEO of, of the Warriors and doing an exceptional job. And how you nursed that club through COVID was absolutely amazing. But uh, your your footy her- heritage and pedigree come, goes back to the Northern Rivers and New South Wales, Cameron. 
Yeah, mate. Uh, good old Casino Cougars. Uh, grew up in Casino and played a lot of footy there and out at Tamworth as well. Played a number of years out there and uh, I've finished off uh, before I moved to New Zealand, captain coaching uh, Evans Head, a little coastal town near Ballina. Nice. So had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, had a lot of fun with some mates and that's that's what it was all about in the bush and uh, it's great to be a part of the elite level in, you know, in the NRL and um, mate, there's no difference. Uh, the guys want to have fun with their mates and um, you know we had a bit, of, a bit of that last year. We've got a good footy team and a good coach and um, that's what it's all about. So we just want to have that environment here at the Warriors. Did you ever come up against uh, the Byron Bay team when Sats were the you, Red Devils. Were you captain coach Sats or just coach of the Red, Red Devils? I mean, very hard to get the boys together mm. and focused, I believe. Did you ever come up against the Red Devils? Mate, I did, but not in uh, Scotty's days. Uh, that was a pretty good team uh, club when I was there and I think didn't think they had too many problems attracting players to come and play for them because uh, they uh, they certainly enjoyed the after matches at the Beach Hotel. And the Great Northern I think sponsored them in the day as well, so um, it was pretty easy to uh, you know, get a player to come and play at Byron Bay. So they always had a pretty strong team. Now, Cam, twenty twenty three was really impressive, of course, and so I'm thinking the players and the staff and all the departments would have returned to the office with a bit of a spring in their step. Have you have you sensed that? Yeah, look, you know, the guys were really happy last year and, you know, uh, finished off the year as best we can and uh, could and, um, you know, really pleased with that. But they've come back with a real desire and hunger. It's something that, um, you know, it's really obvious to me that they've come back to work knowing that they want to complete, you know, the task at hand and they're happy about being there. They're um, they're training really well um, and all things being equal over the summer, I can see him putting in a really hard off-season. Um, you know, Webby and his team aren't going light on the situation. They're, they actually know what they need to improve on and they're, they're absolutely hungry to do it. So really pleased with that because, um, you know, sometimes you can come back and think we've achieved something and, and not be ready to put in, but that's certainly not the case here. Uh, which is pleasing to see. Yeah, definitely. You just can't be happy with obviously not being there in the uh, first week of October. Now, all the talk has been about Jerome Luai. Where's he going to go for 2025? Then out of nowhere, Cam, there's talk about Cam, uh, Kurt Catewell and the New Zealand Warriors are linked. Now, how did this all come about? And is the club identified him as a bit of a piece of the puzzle to get in the grand final day? Yeah, look, Kurt has um, come across our our desk is someone of interest. Uh, Webby obviously connected with him through his days at Penrith. Uh, he's very fond of him as uh, as a person, first and foremost, and clearly he's got some great capability on the field and he's had success everywhere he's gone. And We're going through a, you know, a, a phase in our footy club where we didn't have juniors for a number of years due to COVID, um, and now we've re-kicked that, you know, restarted that off, and we're looking for experienced, high high-level athletes, competitors to come into our club to really set the standards for our kids or the future coming through. And Kurt's one of those guys. And, um, look, if we can get him, fantastic. Um, I think he'll add significant value to our footy team and our club and our fan base would really enjoy him. Um, he's a winner. And uh, that's what we want. We want competitors in our footy club. So where's that at, Cam? How far down the track are you? Are you confident he'll be there in 24? Oh, mate, not... Not confident. Um, look, the, the options there, if you know, if uh, him and Brisbane want to look at those, um, look, it's up to him where he's at with his longer-term future. We're, we're certainly express our interest. Um, and look, he's got to decide. 
you know, you've got a year to go to the Broncos and they've got to have that discussion. And mm. if they want to, he wants to come and talk to us about this year, mate, we're, we're certainly willing to. But um, we respect the fact he's got a contract with Brisbane. But he's got to decide and him and the club will decide what they want to do. And then we, we can be there if, uh, if need be. And Cam, is it the reports are saying you're, you're tabling a three-year offer? Is that true? Yeah, look, we've said there's a long there's a longer term option here for him. Um, you know, he's on the market for 25, and that's what we're looking at um, now. If that was to eventuate, and um, him and Brisbane decided that there was an option for this year for us to talk to him about, we'd be happy to do that. But our interest has been around the longer term uh, proposition as well. Yeah. Now, re-signing of Tahu Harris, uh, that was always going to be a given. Now, I was fortunate enough to hear firsthand the presentation, like your glowing praise of, of this young man, how important both he and his wife were to the club and are to the club off the field, especially through the COVID years. Now, we've never got to know Torhu Harris that much as a fan because he's so quiet and he just does everything under the radar. What, what kind of leader is he that you see each and every day? Uh, he's all about actions, Scotty. He... Um... You know, he's not a big talker, uh, but when he does talk, as you know, you've been in those environments, they, they execute the message really well, very decisive, and he doesn't say or overstate, you know, the position. He just then goes and leads it. Um, he's a real student of the game. He understands it. He, he knows the players against that he's playing with or against, and um, he's a, he's got a real footy brain about him. But off the field, mate, he's a terrific person to have around the club, um, and you know, when you when you hit hard times and hit adversity, nine times out of ten, that's when you find out who your leaders are. And he stood up unannounced and just kept working through the COVID stuff. And, um, you know, honestly, meant what I said that night, that you know, Natalie, his wife, um, they stuck with us through thick and thin. They led through it. You know, they led us through it. Um, he had some hard times because he had an ACL during that period. But not once did he ask to come home. He stayed there and, and you know, led the club through it. So um, it was really great to see him get an extension. Um, in the modest way he is, he um, he just said to the players the other day the reason why he wanted to play on because he wanted to win a premiership with this group of players. And he's setting out to, to lead that you know over the next couple of years, which is great to see. Yeah, good to hear. Great to hear the commitment to the club now. Warriors social media sent fans <laughs> in a frenzy last week when the vision of uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek turning up for training. And how's he, I mean, he looks good all the time, but how's he looking back in league as opposed to Union? Oh, mate, he's so happy. Um, he's really enjoying the environment. Like, he left in 2021, uh, when, you know, halfway through to get back and embark on his rugby career. And, he made the All Blacks, so not everyone gets to do that. So mm. he'd achieved some great things there. But, um, you know, to have him back in our colours, have him back in our smart, he feels extremely comfortable. He he was really clear to, to us during the course of, you know, deciding that he wanted to come back. Um, that he didn't want to be a, a, a nuisance or a distraction, if you like, by coming in, um, being the former captain. So he's been very deliberate in making sure that you know, he's a part of the, the squad, not a leader of the squad. And um, he's been great for our young kids because he started on day one with them and they got to train with him from day one. So naturally, his standards have been, um, you know, imposed upon all the kids from day one, which has been an amazing experience for them. And 
We're very excited to have him back, and he's extremely excited to be back and looking forward to pulling on the boots. I know, a couple, I know a couple of 17-year-olds that are over at the Warriors doing the preseason over there, and I just check up with them on, on message. How are you going? How's the training going? You know, yeah. you're, you're eating well. You're training hard. And one of the kids texts me. He goes, I can't believe I walked past Roger Tuivasa-Shek. <laughs> he's just got that aura about him, hasn't he? He's, he's so good to have him back in the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's... Fantastic, mate, and he's he's a terrific guy. And you know, Chanel Harris Savita's back as well, and they've come back into the environment after a year of what was done last year, and they can they can really see the difference. But they're not coming back to be a part of it; they're coming back to help create a future and a successful one. So, um, yeah, pumped for both of them. Yeah, geez, the the names you're talking about coming into this side after what you achieved last mm. year. I, I, it's going to be amazing how 2024 is going to look for you. Hey, off the back of the success of last year, and Sats and I were on air throughout September when we had uh, the Wars going deep into the finals. We had the All Blacks mm. competing at the World Cup. But Cam, all the talk was about the War- uh, was about the Wars, was about the Warriors. It wasn't about the All Blacks. And I, I want to know, off the back of that, what's commercial support and membership been like off the back of the success of this year? Yeah, outstanding. Um, look, it was a, a huge movement over here in support. Uh, in a World Cup year, as you touch on, which rarely happens for us. And um, it was mind-blowing to see the support we got, not just here, but in Australia as well and, and in other parts of the world. But um, I think we really awoke the giant over here about what rugby league's about. And, um, you know, with that, the commercial support coming into this year has been outstanding. Uh, we've got our best membership numbers to date um, in our club's history. Uh, 2012 was our, our, our next biggest year, and that was on the back of the 2011 grand final appearance. So um, we're equal and better of that at, at this point in time. So everything's heading in the right direction, but we're none the wiser of um, you know of what what next year looks like. All we do know is that we're going to work bloody hard over the summer, be ready like every other club. And we're not taking it for granted. So there's there's just no one in this club that is sitting on their hands. We're all striving to be better in every way, shape, or form we can. Yeah, wouldn't see it any other way. Now, uh, before we let you go, Adam Flanua Blake, how hard has that been to navigate, Cam? And um, and two part question. I know he's staying 2024, but are you still are you still confident you'll be able to keep him beyond that, or are you resigned to the fact that he that he'll be gone? Oh, look, the first of foremost for us was you know working with Adam through the compassionate grounds and you know like any player we've had in the past we've always had a open mind with our approach and and Adam was equal to that with us and didn't want to let us down as well um, so you know he's here this year um, he's still working through what his future looks like beyond 2024 um, so there's any number of options one could be he may wish to remain so um, we're just working with his management um, we're working with Adam, making sure he's okay in the immediate future and what happens in the longer term, you know, time will tell. But he's welcome at this club. He knows that. We know that. Um, but the most important thing to us is making sure he and his family are okay in the immediate future. We had one of the texts from, from a listener, which is Moth, and he said uh, about the Adam Fanua Blake scenario, he said if he nominates a club cam that's in Sydney, one of the grounds, to the NRL and, and to yourself, what club that he would look at potentially um, negotiating with. Can you then discuss with that club any any potential trade? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, you know, Adam is high-end in terms of his uh, capability and 
um, we we need to ensure that we do the best interests, you know, do what's best for our footy club. And Adam knows that, and his management knows that. We're not the first club to go through this process. Mm. So we do then, you know, we'll work with the um, with the club that he may have some interest in or vice versa and, and see what we can uh, we can get out of that. And that, that, that will be, we'll want a player um, because we've got to fulfil the, you know, the, the, the spot if Adam does go. But look, at this stage, um, our focus is just working with Adam and his management. Um, but those options are certainly on the table in due course if need be. God, I hope he stays. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, Cam, before we let you go, there's a massive game of rugby league coming up in the northern rivers of New South Wales, uh, the Casino <laughs> Cougars. And I believe you're pulling in some old war horses uh, to help you out at a charity day. What's going on there? Well, I don't know if it's a charity day. What it is, is our old boys day. And uh, I was having a beer with a few boys the other day and, we're trying to make it. We're, we're trying to really kick it off. And I said, okay, I said, I've got an idea. How about we get Scotty Sattler to pull the boots on and play a game for us? And they said, no way. And I said, what's <laughs> this? And, uh, mate, he bounced straight back. I think he started stretching already. Uh, the crowds will be hanging off the rafters. Right. And uh, it'll make country league great again. Mm. Well, can I just say at the start of the show tonight, he was complaining about the onset of gout. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, careful what you get. We've also got a, a scrawny uh, former 5'8 slash winger in Matt Rogers. He'll play. He'll play. We'll drag him in as well. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Don't worry about the gout, mate. There'll be plenty of tablets we can give you down there. I'm sure everyone around casinos have plenty of gout in their life. So, Fantastic. we'll get through that, mate. You'll All be right. All right. Good luck, mate. You host the Sharks in round one at Go Media Stadium on Friday, the 8th of March. Cameron George, good luck with 2024, mate. And as always, we love the time you give us here on Sports. Thanks, Cam. No worries, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Great chat with uh, Cameron George, CEO of the Warriors there, Satsy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's actually, he's actually been involved in Victorian racing for a long time as well. Is he the... Is he the Peter Volandis of New South yes. Wales Rugby League? Now? Yeah. And there's always that battle around Sydney and Victoria. Victoria holding onto the big events. Sydney trying to maybe replica or modernise some of the events. Oh, they're winning that. So I wonder how That's PVL, a whole different discussion. I wonder how PVL and um, Cameron George go at like NRL meetings. Yeah, I don't know. Who'd win a cage fight? Don't start. I'm going Cameron George. Is Candace Warner and... Uh, I don't know. Tough little Greek guy, but Peter Volandis. <laughs> yeah, don't he'd try. Fight, he'd fight dirty. He'd bite your ankles. Mm. Uh, text machine going off. 0457 736 736. Re-cricket rights. Sats, who will be the Amazon cricket commentators? If it's wet blankets like Sean Pollock, I won't be there. Well, Is what? he no good, Sean Pollock? I haven't heard him. I don't mind him. I, I Seriously, it's... um. That's from Stingray, by the way. Yeah, look, ICC do employ their own commentators for World Cups. Yeah. Um, and they include great commentators like um, Smithy. Hados was involved Ian as well. Smith, did you yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you're not going to please everyone when it comes to commentary. Now, I like this one from Stacko. Stacko says, Sats and Woogie, I disagree about the subscription cricket uh, in a roundabout sort of way. And he's actually convinced me here. I think you'll lose a lot of cricket purists who aren't willing to pay for the subscription. And that's right. The, the older demographic who are the cricketing purists who are not used to paying for all these paywalls. And but they, do they watch T20 World Cups? 
Well, I, they probably would. I mean, they'd embrace the sport. I mean, it'd be like a rugby league purist. Does he watch the sevens and the nines? He probably mm. still would. Yeah. And I would. Um, he's saying, I certainly wouldn't be paying for another subscription during the cost of living crisis. Meanwhile, for people who already have an Amazon or Amazon Prime subscription, you'll find some casual viewers already have subscri- subscribed, will watch it. So I've got to say, I, I sort of, I love the show. Thanks, Stacko, he says. Uh, I sort of agree with him there. The cur- cricket purists who feel as though that I've grown up and watching cricket on free-to-air TV yeah. and I'm not going to buck that trend, may not subscribe. Well, you, possibly down the track, you're going to see less and less on free-to-air. Yeah. It, it depends what Cricket Australia do with their next round of rights. But again, anti-siphoning laws in Australia means that you must see the Australian cricket team on free-to-air TV. So it doesn't matter then? Well, I, I don't know what happens when it comes to ICC televised events. It could be different. I'm not too sure. Now, Snowy also makes a good point. Amazon Prime, 10 bucks per month. Movies, TV shows, songs, free delivery on orders, which it is in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bargain. Cricket will be included. I'm not sure whether it's additional or not. So they did the FIFA Swimming Championships included as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I just look in Snowy, just looking at the deal they're doing with Bay and Sports, you've got to mm. pay extra for that. Okay. And I'd be surprised if you have a T20 World Cup and if that's not included, uh, if that's ad- I wouldn't be surprised if it's not additional. Yeah, okay. A big event like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think cricket's probably bigger than the swimming, would you say? <laughs> I think a little bit. Just a touch. Yeah. Uh, what else we got, Sats? Sports on Christmas. Yeah. I think the question is also, if there was sport to be played on Christmas, what sort of sport would you actually spend time sitting down, relaxing after a day full of food and a couple of beers, whatever it may be, would you feel – now, I, a full day of cricket, I'm not quite sure. It might be, like I said, it might be a little bit of background noise. But uh, GC Dragon, Steve says Christmas Day should be BBL doubleheader. Also, how good is it that Miso takes kids out for the Arvo? Undies and cooking dinner. Listening to you what? guys, life's good. So he goes from two tens. Hang on, is he in his undies he's on in Christmas his Day or well, now? I think he's saying the miso's taking the kids out for the Arvo. He's in his indi- ah. undies cooking dinner, Chinese. Must have had a win at the races, the Greyhounds. <laughs> but Christmas Day, BBL should have a double header. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. What about this one? 905 in New Zealand and getting in contact, which was double eight double three for Sports Day, if you're a Kiwi listener. Horse racing on Christmas Day. How good having a punt after lunch with a belly full of beers. <laughs> I like that. Hey, what about um, Canara Cowboy? Told the hugs and kisses we need Amazon Prime. She says, why? I said cricket. She says, you have to cut out your Saturday pints and pub going to kiss the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Fair call. But you've got to, mate. Things are so tight at the moment in households. Yeah. You've got to make decisions. Yeah. Rooster Man says... Talk to my pissed mother-in-law, Wee. two bottles in, or watching lawn bowls on TV. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, right. Good yeah. point. See, I like getting up on Christmas morning, and I'll watch the Dallas Cowboys this year. Okay. 7.25 a.m. game in Queensland. They are, are they? Yeah, but that's that's Christmas Eve. Yep. But then Boxing Day morning, you've got the Christmas Day matches in the NFL. Okay. But every every Christmas Day, the Cowboys are playing. When I wake up in the morning. See, as you know, I love my NFL. Adrian from Dural, he absolutely hates it, despises it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've never understood why an hour game goes for three hours. But outside of that, I love my NFL, always have. Christmas morning, I love it. But I think on Christmas Day, I don't think I could sit down and watch a whole game. 
Yeah, I do. In just the because there's just so much going on. Well, we're sitting around waiting for the kids to wake up. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Pop a bottle of champers, coffee on the side. Put the meat on the smoker. Yep, that's what you do. Yeah. 0457 736 736. You want to see sport on Christmas Day? Canara also says the NBL play a game on Christmas Day, which is great. And I There's think a double header this year. And I think it's a great sport on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's later. Yep. It's, and it's, it's not, again, it's, it's not like a four or five hour process. Uh, the NBA on Boxing Day. Okay, got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. More of your texts on the way next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. 0457 736 736 is our text number. What are you doing now? Watching the 1993 replay of a game between the Raiders and the Dragons. Of course, the Dragons made, this was like a semi-finals game, yeah, at uh, Sydney Football Stadium. The Dragons made the grand final for the second year in a row against the Broncos. I've got to say, it was one of the most underwhelming grand finals I've Beating watched. Them. Yeah. Brad Mackay got the Clive Churchill medal in a losing game. He had a great game, but Kevin Walters was just everywhere that game in 1993. And you were saying Badge was injured in 93, and he was, but I just saw him then. Just get stepped around, yeah. By Ricky Walford. Yeah, but he did. He had a. This is his final year, actually. Woogie and Worm, Sunday night I watched one of the best sports-based docos I've ever seen. It was called The Moment, How Sport Changed the oh, World. Yeah. It was in and around apartheid, Nelson Mandela, and the 1995 Rugby World Cup, and won by South Africa. Have you seen it? I well, haven't I seen have, it. Yeah, I have seen it. And there's another doco on a 30 for 30 about the same, I think it's it's called The the 16th Man or something like that. It's about the crowd and the country right. being the 16th player. Uh, great documentary at the moment, how sports changed the world. Now, Nelson Mandela and um, and also the the captain of Francois Pinot, how how they basically worked, worked how we're going to bring this country together and we're going to do it through sport. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Brilliant stuff, that. Yeah, Rooster Mars, thanks for that text. 0457 736 736. Keep your text messages coming through. 8833 in New Zealand. What are you thinking about the Warriors next year after our chat? With Cameron George, uh, our New Zealand listeners, love to hear from you. Uh, break time when we come back and look at some rugby league news and w- what's going on with Luai. Is he staying? Is he going? Who knows? Find out next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Do you need sports on Christmas Day? See what I did there? I used the need in the song and put it into a question. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a hook and tease in the biz. Um, 0457 736 736. Mm-hmm. Is there a need for Australian sport? Right, We know there's plenty of American sport on on TV on Christmas Day, particularly in the morning. But do we need Australian sport to be played on Christmas Day? I, I, it's, I would love to see it selfishly. But think about all the families associated with running uh, venues and all that sort of stuff. They deserve a day off. People true. deserve a yeah, day with true. their families. So and I don't care about the players. Wages, are, is it double time and a half? I too, think it is it? too, yeah. yeah. Mind you, my girls have nominated themselves to work Christmas Day in the morning. Purely for money. Absolutely. Plus you get, I don't know, you get like a $50 voucher and <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Um, 0457 736 736. Um, we're, we're sitting here debating, was there a big bash game? On Australia Day. I believe there was one New Year's Eve up until about midnight in Adelaide. Mm. But I can't recall a Big Bash game on Christmas Day. Yeah, we've got a couple of listeners saying, Did, didn't they do it? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I know there's been Christmas Eve. I do know that. Um, there was a story back in July this year. There, there have been some big changes to the Big Bash schedule for the upcoming season. But a Christmas Day game wasn't among them. As we know now, now the, the draw has come out. There's a dub. There's an NBL double on yeah. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Same venue or not? Uh no. One's yep. in Sydney. I don't okay. know where the other one is. There's definitely a game, uh, Christmas night in Sydney. Yep. I can guarantee you that. Um, yeah. Mick saying nobody can afford to pay three, uh, public holidays. I don't know what that means. It's so, Maitland, what's that? Maitland Paddebead. Oh. Sorry, nobody can afford to pay three public holidays over Christmas, boys. Yeah, good call. Yeah, Mick. Um, Maitland, is that Pat about? I'm not sure. But I know this is a sports show sometimes, but Ricky, Ricky Gervais' stand-up show Armageddon drops on Christmas Day on Oh, Netflix. does it? Bang. Oh, watch, watch all the wokes come out and complain <laughs> on Christmas Day. How dare you? How dare you release this on Christmas Day? Mm. Can you imagine it? I know. Hey, just really quickly before we get, we get to some news, we've had a lot of texts about your visit to the gym oh, and yeah. why was a married middle-aged woman smiling at you while exercising? We've got people saying, people, 072 says pain is deceiving. <laughs> um, hi, boys. Woogie, she was probably laughing at you, no. not with you. I know when they're flirting. At your 78-year-old figure, Stephen from the Riff. Steve? Um... She wasn't smiling at you, Rep. The reptile says, G'day, Shaggers. Wasn't smiling at you, smiling at the buff bloke behind you. There Did wasn't... you check to see whether. What about 979? She had wind. <laughs> I reckon that's fair. Yeah. She felt sorry for you. No, listen. Was she checking you out of the guide dog, Pinnacle? Pinnacle? She had perfect vision. Is it 2020? Yeah. Is that the vision? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, she felt sorry for you. We're going to yeah. get on to some uh, Panthers news in just a moment. Uh, by the way, this is Sports Day. Second hour for Kia, World Gym and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. We're going to talk about Luai and whether he's leaving or going. But Steve has been on the tech sats ripping India. Who cares about Luai? More importantly, who cares about Penrith? They're going to get ragdolled next year. Beware of the wounded eel. <laughs> sats, have you got a response for that ridiculous text message. Three Pete? What are you talking about, Steve? Just crawling at the moment. And yeah. have, haven't we had wounded eels for the last how many years? Yeah, a few seasons. 30 years? Mm, a few seasons. 
But um, will he see the Eels in his lifetime? Will he see the Eels win another premiership? Well, I'm thinking Steve would be minimum seventy-seven. <laughs> so the chance is probably slim. He's lucky he's living in Dubbo. He's got that fresh country air. Yeah, true. Otherwise, he'd be dead by now, <laughs> wouldn't he? Well, no. Well, if you lived in the city and you're 77, Mm. all the stresses of living in the city. I've got to say, I don't know what's missing with with Para. I don't know what's missing. Missing? (laughs) Missing? Are you a millennial? (laughs) I love you. I don't know what's missing. I honestly can't put my finger on because I got. Wait, who's that Raider eating a pie on the bench? That's Ricky Stewart. He broke his ankle against Parramatta a couple of weeks ago. Jeez, he's in a good paddock. He's been eating too many pies. Yeah. Yeah, this is the year they thought it was going to be the Raiders up against the Broncos. Luai, uh, Panthers are willing to increase uh, the term of his contract from two years to three years Smart as we get move. into an NRL mm. update, thanks to Irrigir to save time and water. Irrigir is here. Yeah, initial offer two, now possibly three sats, and you like it? I do like it. Um, you know, I, I feel sorry for the West Tigers that they're potentially – may not get a, a, a class player um, and st- let them allow to you know, start building. But there's just some players that just work at some clubs for whatever reason. Now, I'm going to take my Penrith hat here off and just be a, a rugby league fan. And right. I think the two years was never going to be appealing enough to Luai because it's about the term of your contract and security when you get closer to 30. Now he's, what, 27 now. I think by the end of that two-year contract, he'd be kicking off the final year when he's turning 30. So a little bit more difficult to start getting uh, high-ended contracts when you've got a three as the first number in your age. So, But the reason why I like this two years or three years, let's say it's 850 across the three years, he comes off at exactly the same time as Nathan Cleary. So therefore, they either re-sign as a seven and six again on the back of some really good success or Cleary re-signs with Penrith and Luai is the next the next best half coming off the uh, production line and going on the market. So mm. it could work in his favour the extra year. Uh, outside of that, if he if he does go the three years, they've probably got to forego a couple of players or one player. Yeah, it might be a it might be a Taylor May, it might be a Sonny Taruva, it might be a, a Tungor. But they've got a young Jesse McLean coming through. Dane Laurie continues to re-sign as well. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll be too concerned when they've got the class of those players coming through as well. Um, but the two to three years makes it a lot more attractive to Luai. And the longer it goes mm. and he gets back to training, he's amongst his teammates, he, you know, they're winning games. As I've said before, that becomes really infectious as well. Do you reckon Nathan Cleary's got anything to do with this, wanting to be there the entire time he's there? Yeah, I just think because they're usual suspects, they – they're used to the familiar surroundings, and you don't want to break that up. No. You do everything you can to try and keep it together. But they have said all along, the figure won't change, but the term may change. But this is what we're going to offer at the moment. Now, from a West Tigers point of view, now, I, I don't know how long. Yeah, sometimes when you're vulnerable as a club, you don't put time limits on your potential marquee signings. It's sort of you're hoping. You, just, you allow the negotiations to go a lot longer because you're hoping that they're going to come to your club. But sometimes as a club that hasn't had great success for a while, you, you've got to draw a line in the sand and say, hey, manager, whoever marquee player it is, we need to know within this date, yeah. in three weeks' time, four weeks' time, because we need to move on. Because the longer you wait, 
it costs you other potential players to come to the club. And you know, Justin Ollum's an example, whether he's a player that's attracted to them and still got some years left in him. So if you're if you're the West Tigers right now, yeah, and you're hearing this discussion about possibly a three year term um, being offered by the Panthers, would you then sit there and go, right, mate, you've got seven days to make a decision? Yeah, I would. I would go back at this stage and say to Jerome's manager, because you've got to remember the Panthers are when they all go back to training, the Panthers have access to him. You've been saying this all along. Twenty four hours. Yep. His teammates, the coach. I don't want to leave this. Yeah, and then. The West Tigers only have access to his manager. Yeah. A phone call here and there, cup of coffee, lunch, yep. trying to sell the club. I think you're right, Jace. I think you get to a stage now at these desperate stages for a club when you say, okay, as of, as of next Wednesday, close of business, I'm sorry, we're out of the race. And if he's not going to go, he's not going to go. Exactly. Just get it over and done with. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Mikko slaps para missing speed. That's what he reckons. Actually, this is this is a good talkie, as we say here on Sports Day. Mm. What else is what, – what do you think, listener? What do you think Parramatta are missing? They've got a, they've got a gun fullback. Gun halfback. Gun halfback. They've got a, a good 5'8 to yep. one day the, the light switch is going to turn on yep. and he's going to be really dangerous. They've got a tremendous young centre. Mate, they've got one of the best front rowers in the business. Well, they've got Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paul at Bolo's. Yep. Ryan Madison, um, it's it's a great lineup. Absolutely, it's a really good lineup. They're missing a good nine. Mike Acevo. Well, we got this young Brendan Hands, who's going to be a very good player, a really good player. But your number nine, yeah, they're one of the most, imp- if not the most important player in your side. You need a former beach sprinter. Yeah, in, in your team. Yeah. Which teams he play for? Uh, anyway, what do you reckon? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Let's help uh, Steve from Dubbo out tonight. What do the Eels need to win a premiership? 0457-736-736. While she's on Steve's, Steve's side. Um, hi, guys. Michael from Dremoyne. When do you know who the last four Pete was in rugby league? Do you know when it was? Uh, Dragons? Yeah, 50s, 60s. Yeah. It was 11 Pete, wasn't it? So there was South Sydney went 67, 68, 70, got beaten in 69 by the Tigers. Oh. Mm. The one then, they should have won. And then won 71. So it could have been five, but it wasn't. Um, 313 is on the text. I'm also a long-suffering Tigers fan. I think Luai and Aiden Caesar can make a good combo. Better anyway. Can't be hard. Well, you've got young Jaden Sullivan and also young Fainu as well, who's going to be a really good player, Fainu. A very good player. I just hope he and his brother can keep it all together off the field as well and and realise that they've got this amazing opportunity in front of them and being paid very well in the meantime. But when it comes to Luai, um, like we just discussed, I think the West Tigers need to show some courage and yep. just say, Jerome's manager, we're going to give him until this time and this date, and yep. unfortunately, we've got to drop out of the race. We've got to try and build our, our team other, uh, elsewhere. Sat, you mentioned this guy, guy's name earlier yeah. uh, when you were talking about Luai, Dane Laurie. Oh, we didn't touch on this last night, did the we? The Daily Telegraph and the wrong photo. So when I read this, and for listeners, they would have you would have seen it also. They did like a countdown to players from careers to criminals. It must be a really slow, nice positive cycle at the story. Yeah. yeah, and they had a photo of current playing Dane Laurie, West Tigers now Penrith, talking about a, a prison term that he served from 
uh, conviction and criminal charges. Which I didn't know he had. So when I looked at the photo, I went, I didn't realise he served time in prison. Oh, exactly the same thing I thought. And I thought, wow, like, geez, he must have just come out of prison and just hit the ground running and just has been lighting up whenever he got the opportunity. But, of course, it was the former front rower, Dane Laurie, West Tigers, Penrith, Dane, Dane Laurie, who did serve some time in prison and had some pretty serious charges against him. Only played about probably 20 to 30 first-grade games and potentially was going to be a very good player, just yep. ill-disciplined. But I'm wondering now, does Dane Laurie just accept an apology or is has he already touched base with his lawyer? What is he you... saying there's a house in Glenmore Park in Penrith <laughs> I've really got my eyes on? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to the auction this Saturday. You know, we always try and weigh things up of cage fight. Yes. So if Dane Laurie had to go up against the staff riders in a cage match, mm. they can come in one, but they've just got a tag team. I'm still taking Dane Laurie. What? So, so the, the sorry, the staff riders are tag teaming. Tag teaming against Dane Laurie in the octagon. Well, there's another story. Yeah. That's two hours. See, last night it was Mitchell Johnson and his Nisso, black belts. Yeah. Up against Candace and Dave Warner. Yeah. Short, low to the ground, stocky, in yeah. his college wrestling uniform. Is that what he's wearing? I pictured Davey in leather. And what did you say off air? You said a gimp mask. I did not. With a zip across the mouth. I did mouth. not. Now you're trying to get me to buy Davey a house. So if Dane Laurie went, in a, went into an octagon yes. against the staff riders of the Daily Telegraph. <clears throat> How many staff riders? 37. Dane Laurie. Yeah. Quick, plus agile. he gets a house. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be there. Yeah, I'd be lawyering up. Mm. Uh, I, and and it did, mate. And you're right. Jokes aside, I mm. looked at that and thought, oh, geez, I didn't know he'd been to jail. Yeah, I know. That's got to damage your reputation. Well, I think immediately, like it will. And if you googled his name, would that image come up? Mm. Uh, no good company who can drag all that down. Yeah. Me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Speaking of fights and probably the most boring individuals in Australian sport, Mitch Johnson and Dave Warner. And I don't have time for either, to be honest. So well, Why don't you, but? Can you oh, tell me they're why? Both, oh, just... both amazing sportsmen. Yeah, but it wasn't a – I don't know. I, years ago, people were bagging Mitch Johnson. Mm. And now Mitch Johnson's bagging the bloke everyone's bagging now. So you kind of go, oh, I like Mitch. Oh, no, wait, I've got to remember. I just – who cares? Mm. Anyway, and, and this has dominated Talkback Sports Radio and SEN for the last couple of days. So it is boring content, I'm telling you. Like, it, who it, cares about Mitch Johnson and David Warner and then this Candace? She's been thrown into the mix as well. Mm. Like, seriously. I know. But, yeah, Mitch Mitch Johnson has doubled down and come out today. And well, he's got a podcast. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So he's answering replying to George Bailey, the head of selectors, more or less, George Bailey more or less said, yeah, I hope he's okay. And yeah. what was he inferring to? Sort of like, oh, we had some mental health issues years ago, Mitch Johnson. but He did, did he? Was that yeah, yeah, and that was well publicised. Okay. So I think George was a little tongue-in-cheek. It probably unprofessional from the chairman of the selectors for the Australian, uh, for Cricket Australia. It shouldn't be making comments like that. Or, but, but, or was he authentic? Oh, I don't know. But Knowing I, that he had those problems previously. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, when someone's had a crack at you through the media, through his through his um, his newspaper column, which you meant to do right. He did question 
George Bailey's yeah. integrity around being too close to the players. And I think sometimes he possibly can be. But what, why do you have to question that? What, what, if you're having a crack at Dave Warner, why are you throwing George Bailey All I the say bus? is, Mitch, if you're now in the media, which you've got to have an opinion, and you stick your chin out, yeah, you're gonna like have to cop it back. Brent Tate does. You got to expect one right on the Vera Lynn. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear Mitch Johnson? No, not really. The spoken word. Only if you want it. Oh, no. It's basically having a dig at someone's mental health, like, and and saying that I must have um, something going on, a mental health issue that has made me say what I've said. And are you that's serious? Not the truth. That's completely the opposite. What was that? I've actually, doing uh, what was that? He was doing actually it? interviewing him. Was he the one that asked him the question? He asked him the question. Okay. And he's had his. Re- so what did he say halfway through that interview? He said, "Daddy Vass, are you serious?" Daddy uh, Vass, actually, I've got an idea for Daddy Vass to make some coin on the side. Yeah, he won't listen to me though, but he won't take my advice. But here we, I go, Daddy, you need to start a podcast and call it. Are you serious? Yeah, I like it. I like it. And it's just Broncos stuff. <laughs> it's just he just talks about Broncos. Yeah. Um, mm. But look, um, again, sort it out in the cage. Mitch yeah. Johnson. It's the only way it can be sorted. I've got to say, I think Mitch Johnson gets him for reach, long reach. If they're fighting a distance, Mitch Johnson every day of the week. Yeah. But if Dave Warner, low bulldog, low to the ground, gets underneath the reach, yeah. gets under, under his rib cage, yeah. could be all over for Mitch. Well, he could choke him out very quickly. You reckon? I yeah. reckon he could bite him around the ankles. Well, you've got to start somewhere. And then you don't want to upset Candace. No. You've got to keep it one eye on her and one eye on Dave. Yeah. Right? But I reckon Mitch Johnson's miso would have her covered. She'd karate chop her more. Yeah. She won a gold medal, didn't she? Or she won a medal at the Olympics. She's an Australian or a world champion karate or Or something. Or taekwondo or something like that, yeah. Mm. Uh, Anyway, that's the latest on the Johnson-Warner saga. I hope you're as intrigued as as we are. I think a little bit more interesting is we've got a lot of text messages here about Parramatta, Parramatta, which is Daniel says Paranetta winning coach. Owen Bronco says... Para have guns. Can I stop that? When they're winning, a little pressure and the guns crumble. Can I uh, stop on that? Mm. And we don't like to bag coaches. We try and refrain from it on the show. Yeah, but has Brad Arthur's performance, and I'm not suggesting he should be sacked as Parramatta coach, but has it flown under the radar a little? Uh, No, I don't think it's flown under the radar. Has he done an adequate job with the team he's had? So Parramatta fans and listeners... It's fair to say where Parramatta was sitting at one stage, which was very low on the on the ladder, he actually he did he he has put Parramatta into a position over the last few years where they've become a force yep. in the competition. And the every club goes through this cycle where you you'll spend some time, a small amount of time, some clubs, some a little bit longer, where you'll spend in that bottom sort of half of the competition. And then for whatever reason, through good recruiting and good coaching and players mature. You make them a, you know, a force in the competition, and then you'll go through the cycle where you'll, you'll head towards the down spiral again unless right. you become really good, a really good recruiting club. So, Parramatta are in that cycle at the moment. So, to answer your question, yeah, you, if you compared him to other clubs, there's a fair chance to say that he probably wouldn't be in the position he is if he was at some other clubs, who are really quick to pull the trigger. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm. I'm not a pen, I'm not a Parramatta fan. We'll leave that to the Parramatta fans. Yeah, so oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. He's a hell of a nice guy, which doesn't yep. win your comps. Yep. But he's got a very good relationship with the players, and he works hard. We know that, and all coaches do work hard. 
but there's something missing. I'm just not quite sure. I, I honestly, and I'd like to think that my rugby league intelligence is, is quite good, but I can't put my finger on it. I just don't know. I don't know what's missing. This is a chance for you, you and I to make some money on the side. Yeah. Crime, sees, crime scene says we should do a sports day after hours um, with bits that you censor. Crime scene, I'm all for that. Yeah, but is this we'll like probably that? have to put into a podcast. Well, that's what I think he's thinking, right? Can we do that? Oh well, yeah, we, well, I don't think we can use Sports Day because that's owned by Sports Entertainment Network. Yeah, right? so we have to come up with a like maybe Sports Hooray. Yeah, like make it sound similar. Just like just like Big Brother After Dark well, sort of thing. Are we going to be nude? That's what I want. Are we in a spa nude doing the show? We should do it in a spa. I like the idea. And Daddy Vass serving us drinks and horse divers. Canapes. What? He's on the phone, so he can't hear it. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. He's cranky with me tonight. Parramatta, that's a tough one, boys. Why are they not a powerhouse in the juniors? You think three in a row should have set you up for a bright future? Apparently not. I'm from up in North Queensland, so just looking from the outside, but why have they not developed more f- quality first graders? Cowboys. Yeah, good call. Uh, we're going to go to a break in a moment, but... Uh, Wayne from Warunga is on the phone. Wayne, you've got a uh, you've got a question to to ask. I don't well, think I'm gonna. To I don't gonna like this. No. Anyway. So, who do you think's got a better squad, Jason, South or Parramatta? Jason. Now, my mother used to call me that when I was in trouble. It's a good question. On paper. Okay, and, and who, the, on paper, on South paper, by a mile. Because we've got a beat okay, sprinter well, as a number nine. Grand final two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure they've got a winning record with Penrith over the last three or four years. They I have. Could be wrong. No, but, in, in regular season they have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you've um, got to beat more than just um, one team, Wayne. Okay, that's very good. That's, that's a good point. But they, um, well, obviously they beat multiple teams because they got the grand final two years ago. Mm. But that's it. They just can't convert. Yeah, yeah, but not try, not try. On paper, but... where do you think? They sit as a squad. I think at best top four. You you think Parramatta will be top four in 2024? As a squad, when you look when you look at their squad. As a squad on paper, maybe top four, top six. Panthers obviously way better. Brisbane have got a red hot squad. Um, South, your favourite team, they're going to great squad. Everyone raised about the Roosters. Parramatta got a better squad than any of those four. I reckon they're pretty even. Probably not, but I've got to say I agree with you, Wayne. I think on paper they're very good. So I think they're definitely a top six side on paper. So yeah. I agree with you there, yeah. So what's yep. why can't you then turn that, turn that squad into great results on the on the field consistently? That's the that's the question, right? I, yeah, I think they you can only squeeze the lemon so much. Brad Arthur's very intense. Um, he's well aware of that himself. Um, so I, I think you know a lot of his assistant coaches very well. Yep. He's got a very different style to Brad. Um, yeah, so he knows what he's got. And Michael Maguire is pretty similar. Um, mm. It's hard to play that bash down, really aggressive style which Parramatta has. They're very yep. um, through the middle, uh, intense. That takes its toll. So they probably, to answer your question, they'd love someone like a Reese Walsh or... Whoever. I wouldn't. That, that every team back, would. Yeah, but every you, team. Wayne, would you're right. Yeah. I think. Exactly. I, I think one thing they probably are missing is that have they got that that genuine game breaker, that guy that can, yeah, on his day be one of the most dominant players in the competition. So on his day, Latrell is is good. 
But shouldn't that day. be Brown? Dylan Brown? Mm. Yeah, the light's got to turn on soon. And mm. when he does, he could be another he could be another very influential player in this comp. Like we could be talking about Dylan Brown like we do with Reese Walsh. At some stage, it's just the light's got to turn on very, very soon. 77-year-old Steve from Dubbo said, uh, give this caller a prize. No, mm. no. I mean, every team could would love a Reese Walsh, wouldn't they? Yeah, All right, yeah. that's the NRL updates and a little bit of cricket too. Uh, Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Save time and water. Irrigear is here. Uh, on the way, uh, brand new segment. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Uh, Daddy's got to come in the studio. He's cranky with me tonight. So has he got some nominations for yeah. Dead or Alive? I, and I've chucked in there one already. Okay. And I, I disagree with you. I, I, I Don't Google because that's cheating. I haven't Googled. Rightio. We'll do Dead or Alive next on Sports Day. Okay. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Now it's time for Sports Day's Celebrity Dead or Alive. What is that in? What's this? What was uh, that from? What's The Undertaker? Is that like the Adams from, Family No, movie? What, what is he's it? from WWE, wrestling stuff. Yeah, I know The Undertaker. His eyes used to go white. He used to flick his eyes. But where's he in to, that? Where's he in that? That's his opening song when he walks out. He's in the, um, what's it called when they put you underground? Um, uh, burial? <laughs> yeah, he's in that. And he wakes up and he, right. com- he comes back A coffin. Alive. You mean a coffin? Coffin, coffin, yeah, coffin. Okay. Oh. Or do you prefer mine? Do you know who sings that? Oh, are, um, are you serious? You are worse than Andrew McCulloch. <laughs> are you serious? You don't know who sings that? Are you serious? Oh, my God. What do you think about that? Are you, I mean, you're, are you still cranky with me? No. You came in. Can I share the story? Came no, in? you okay, can't. Okay, I won't. All right. I'd love to go to war. You know, I'd love to rob a <laughs> bank with you. No, well, I think I'm a believer that everything that happens should be on air. Yeah, not all things. Well, this wasn't bad, was it? Him yelling at me. Oh, well, there's something the first you segment do. of the show. There's some things you do in the office that we shouldn't. He swore at me. Did not. He didn't swear at you. I didn't was a witness. Me? No. Did I swear at him? No, nah. <laughs> no, no. Hey, nah. listen. All right, dead or alive. So this is a segment we did years ago. Gary Belcher hated it. Now he's gone. We thought we'd bring it back. And it's where you give us some celebrities, what, three mm-hmm. celebrities, and we've got to guess whether they're dead or alive. Now, I chucked one in, mm. and I think he's dead. Are cool. we going to start with that one? Yeah, yeah, go for, it. go for it. And you and I love these movies, Sats, the Rocky movies. Yeah. Carl Weathers, Apollo. Dead Is he? Carl Weathers, I would remember if he died because it's one of my favourite Series of all time, movie best mode. collections of all time. Best mode. One of the greatest physiques we've seen in a movie. I'm saying alive. I think he's dead. I, I, I've got a feeling something happened and he died. He's I'm too sorry. healthy. Is he? Too healthy. Daddy, what is he? He'd be in his 70s if I, he was I don't old. even know who he is. Oh. Are you? <laughs> what? Are you serious? two segments in one. Are you serious? No. Nah, Apollo heard. Creed. No. Nah. In Rocky. No, nah, he's, he's gammon. You're gammon. Alive. What's what's gammon? 
you're gamming me. You're alive. around. He's alive, is he? He's alive. Yeah. So do you know that Kenny Norton, the former world champion heavyweight boxer in the 70s, was meant to be Apollo Creed in the first Rocky? Uh, didn't you say this on air last week? Yeah. Did I, I think, two yeah, days before it. He pulled out. Yeah, that's Carl right. Weber's no, you it. did. Yeah. You, you talked mm. about this on air last week. Yeah. All righty. Uh, what, what do you got for us, Daddy? I've, uh, I've managed to <laughs> scrape through some sporting stars. Yeah. Uh, Denny Williams, British boxer. Denny Williams. What era? He fought uh, Fort Tyson, Denny Williams. Ah. Danny Williams is dead. Me too. I agree. Dead. Wrong. What? He's alive. I so he came out of retirement yeah. to uh, rejuvenate his career, and they didn't let they they didn't let him box because he was he didn't pass the the fitness the test. physical. Yeah, okay. And everyone thought he just withered he, away and yeah, passed he fought, away. He fought Mike Tyson. Yeah, I've never heard someone pause after the first bit of a word before. Rejuvenate. <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. All right, uh, Tony Hawk. As in the skateboarder? Yeah. Oh, alive. Yeah, absolutely. Alive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth about $500 million. And he's only about 30-something. <laughs> um, make it harder. Yeah, well, no. He had a pretty bad skating accident a few years ago. He did, yeah. And um, the internet blew up because they said they, they all... Thought he was, was dead. A, it was a false death, yeah. Um, the third one. Mm-hmm. And give us some background about who they are. Well, everyone knows Tony Hawk is, Yeah, right? everyone knows Tony Hawk. Okay. <laughs> he didn't know who Carl Weathers was. Yeah, true. Apollo true. and Rocky. Do you know now, who Mr. T was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, this one, <laughs> the actual, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, Formula One driver, mm-hmm. or should I say former. Um, now. Dead. Oh. <laughs> Philippe. Massa. Philippe Massa is dead. Yeah, dead. No, he's alive. Oh, Oh, come on. (laughs) Really? He had a bad crash in 2009, which almost took his life. Almost. (laughs) It's not almost dead or alive. Yeah. (laughs) A spring detached from a car in front of him and struck Massa on the head. As he was doing well, he's got a helmet on. 175 miles per hour. He's got a helmet on. Seriously. He crashed, Steve from- suffered a skull fracture, and was seriously close to losing, <laughs> losing his life. Steve, no. This segment is worse than last night's Kia Top 7. <laughs> that was pretty bad last night. We're changing that in the non, non-footy season. Yep. We're going to make it about something. Yeah, Top 7 Do- sport, Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. sports docos at the moment or yep. something like that. Yeah. Any more for us? That's it. Thank God. Is that it? Yeah. Tombstone pole driver from The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got uh, one for us, uh, listeners? Glenn. What? Dead or alive? Yeah. Um, the Eels are dead. Talia Shire. Yeah. Oh, who's Talia Shire? Who's Talia Shire? No, Rocky's no. Miso. Yeah. She's alive, well and truly. Because you know why I saw her talking? No, she died in Rocky Five. No. <laughs> No, not in the in the movie. Yes, well, and a. I didn't say in the real life or movie. Well, I'm, no, Adrian's dead. Mm. Not Talia Shire. Talia Shire's still alive. She's seventy-seven. Yeah, and she was in a she was in the Sly Stallone doco. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Yeah, she is too. She's in that. Mm. Still looks gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous woman. Yeah. Rocky's young bloke passed away. Did he? His son. Yeah. 
He passed away. In the movie show? No, movie. no, in real life. Oh, well, that's Sylvester yeah. Stallone then. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Not Rocky. But his son played a part in... Did he? In uh, Rocky... Rocky Four. Right, yeah. No, okay. Rocky Five. His son played a role. Mm. Um, boys, have you heard the breaking news? Apparently the reason Glenn hasn't rang the show this week is things were getting rather amorous on Sunday between Glenn, Glenn and his latest... German squeeze. Helium, Helium Helga. And she, she got, got a puncher. Oh, did she? Rapidly deflated and smothered him. A tragic. tragic. Yeah. One more. Oh, yeah. there is oh, one there more. Is okay. Okay. I was trying to get out of this. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Stephen Seagal. Oh, he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Every it? one of them was alive. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got two is this, wrong. Is this alive and alive? Yeah. Uh, that is the end of. <laughs> it may be the end of it. Your text on the way next. Uh, this radio show, Dead or Alive. What, what should I call my uh, 2024 <laughs> Brisbane Broncos podcast? You should. Are you uh, serious? That's what you should call it. Are you serious? Yeah. Or I'd call it um, the first try scorer <clears throat> for the Broncos in 1988. There you go. No, you've got to find his name. <laughs> This is great. Okay. Oh, guys, we're still on, by the Brett way. I haven't gone to the ad break yet. Uh, here it is now. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Seashore dinner smells rank. It's always salmon. Oh, it's horrible. Really? Stingray Um, loved that segment. Yeah, dead or alive. Do you want it to come back next week? All Machine or Thumbs Down? 0457 736 736. Sorry about that. You're, Um, You're right, Scott. Luke from Southport. Says Broncos first try score. You're mm. right, Brett Leman. So is that what he should be calling the Leman Hour? I reckon. I'm serious. I know we were mucking around, but I reckon Daddy. He does love them. Hey, he loves it, the Broncos. Mate, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Look, I love, love the fact, but, but yeah, but uh, you, no, not when our entire run sheet is Broncos stuff. Simon from Balgani says, "Is Elvis dead or alive?" I went to Parks one day, and he followed me wherever I went. Yeah, good point. Mm. But that's the Elvis impersonator thing. Yeah. Daniel from Prairie would write, you know, what? Daddy Vass can't be hosting a Broncos podcast if he's yet to become a member. He'd yeah. be a fraud first things first. Absolutely. I, do I, I can't agree that. any more than that. Um, now, I wanted to get this from Rooster Muzz earlier on. You were going to ask me this question, actually, about Rooster Muzz, his text message at 1747. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't I did ask it. No, I heard Cameron George mention Evan's head earlier. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't going to ask that one, but no, oh, no. okay. No, go ahead. A teammate of your godfather, Orb. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He says, how's Orb going? Well, he's going all right, Orb. He's just, he's plugging away. He's a, he's a tough guy, Orb. Um, shout out to his uh, his beautiful daughter, who I grew, basically grew up with. Um, the great monkey and his missus used to own the paper shop post office agency in Evan's head. So monkey is... Uh, Monkey uh, Monkey Mays, who was a great little player. I watched the 75 grand final for about the 100th time the other day. Shuey won man of the match. He did. 
Uh, but G's Orb and Monkey also had blinders. Yeah, they did. Orb was a great player. Elwin Walters, this is. Yep. Won comps for South Sydney. Yep. Uh, he wasn't there for the 71 grand final. George Piggins was in that game. And then went over to the Roosters, won 74-75 with Arthur and Ron Coop. And he was just one of the the premier – back then you could strike in the scrums and win the ball against the head. He was a premier ball striker, he was. And, yeah, he's not doing too bad. So, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a tough old guy, Orb. Um, Cameron George always has a level-headed chat, and it's always a good chat to listen to. Chur socks up. Sent us a text earlier on. Thank you very much uh, for that. He's a, he's a really good he's a, he's a really good administrator, Cameron George. He's highly respected by the staff. Really, a lot of players don't get to know the CEO from a personality point of view. They see him in the hallways, and he does spend time in the dressing sheds, and he gets around the players. But he's got, the CEO's got a real commercial focus on a business. He's got to make sure the sponsors are absolutely are happy, and you got to. Um, service a sponsor, of course, and but you know he's he's got a, a really good relationship with the playing group, but he doesn't yeah he doesn't um, overplay it either. Gents, with Wayne Bennett a free agent in twenty twenty five, if I was the Eels board, I'd be thanking Brad Arthur for his service and going after the skinny coach. The Eels have had, have a list there that is finals team, not too dissimilar to the Dragons prior to Bennett arriving at the joint venture club. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Stormy. It's um, you know it's. It's it's a very good club with a really good, but like one of the the uh, listeners just said earlier on. I mean, you'd think a team which is such a huge junior base would have a lot of producing their own local juniors. Absolutely. Sometimes they get stolen too before they even get to first grade. Uh, Rooster Muzz, Woogie and Worm, I'm with Mitch Johnson, 100% on the blue. George Bailey had a real smart ass smirk on his face when he made that comment about Mitch Johnson. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Bondi Jack says Sats, the soft, fragile mummy's boy Johnson, was directly responsible for the ma- the Wags meltdown that destroyed our Ashes tour in 09. Is that the first tour where all the Wags were allowed to go and stay in the same hotel? And oh, God, who knows? He um, then he didn't aim up when he had the poms on the rack here in 2011 because he hit a pom in the head and felt bad. <laughs> Can't feel bad about hitting a pom. Bondi Jack, so cranky. Isn't he? I do love it, but uh, smile for the sympathy tool. Yeah, says don't get nervous, get ripped. This is about you in the gym. Oh no, no, that's Hillary, your girlfriend, calling me the tool. Oh, so she's smiling. Oh, sympathy for the tool. Oh, Hillstorm. That's a bit rude, Hillstorm. No, it's not. Break time. She's right. This is Sports Day. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Last laugh. Uh, are we taking another listener's last laugh tonight? Because was it Cam? Cam's, oh, got, Cam's, another, Cam's right. got another one. Cam, I haven't even seen it. You're up next. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Make sure you send me a text and let me know next time that's happening, could you? One of our other Steves has texted yes. and said, dead or alive. No, this Stingray, sorry. Sorry, Stingray. Dead or alive. Tupac. Dead. Well, there is rumours that he's alive. Dead as a doorknob. Mm.
Time for a quick community update. Thanks to Fire Cape, be alert and prepare this bushfire season. Uh, not a lot going on. Not a lot of backburning or anything going on at the moment. Uh, if you want to find out stuff that is going on, visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. Uh, thanks to the new fire code, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Uh, we've got here, um, Jace. Yes. When are you training? Do you silently when you're training? Do you silently sing "Torn Between Two Lovers"? Love your show, boys. Will from Ramwick. No. no, no. I take it seriously, Will. Mm. This body wasn't didn't come easy. Simo says, "I really miss waking up early on a weekend and watching the Commonwealth Bank Cup." Did you ever watch that? Schoolboys Club. Mm-hmm, of course. Early Saturday morning is good. Really I, good actually, competition. This Saturday morning, I'm going, I'm back at golf. Are you? Yeah. I'm thinking about joining your golf club. Yep. Because it's cheap. It's not what you know, Sat. It's who you know. Yeah. Uh, so be nice. No, mm. but, mate, we're full. We are actually full. But really? I'll try and get you in. Uh, our last text here for the night, uh, 502 says, Tigers fan, guys, I see us needing a game controller. Lua really isn't that guy. Sullivan, a great five eighth. Yeah, Caesar will be a good couple of years, but not long term yet. But oh, I, th- I think Lou would be good for the for the Tigers. I really do. But I can't see him going anywhere. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott. Sattler. Here we go. Is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Well, not Sats. Tonight, Cam, the man who saved the show last night, is joining us on Sports Day. Cam from Mount Isa. How are you, mate? Cam, are you there? Oh, you're not there. Wow. Do you want me to tell a joke? Do you want me to save it? I can save it if you want me to. My wife is furious at our neighbour who bakes sun sun bakes naked in the backyard. Oh. Personally, I'm on the fence. (laughs) That's my joke. Well, this is great banter. <laughs> it really is. It's actually not mine. It's Cam's. It's Cam's, and he's gone. He's frozen. Uh, mate. Did, did he get nervous? I don't know what happened. They call it stage fright in the di- in the biz. Thank you to everyone who got involved in the show tonight. Great to have you on board. Thanks for your texts and phone calls. Glenn missing from the show again tonight. How nice What's is that? What's going on? I don't care. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Big show tomorrow night. We're, yeah, we're going to cover off on Mullet Fest. Yeah, curry, curry. Yes, that's mm. a big... And we're going to look for the biggest, best uh, mullets in sport. I'm throwing Joy Arrow up. Right, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow night. Catch you then. See ya. Good day!